May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't know which hymn books you came across when you were younger in church, if you did so. Maybe the hymn books are different in Wales to England anyway. But there were two when I was growing up, one of which was Ancient and Modern Revised, the little red book. And then the other one was the green book, English Hymnal, of which I've got a copy with music here, so it's a bit, bit bigger. And in the back of the English Hymnal was a section labelled Introits and Anthems. The church I grew up in, as you know, was fairly Anglo-Catholic, and so we'd process in at the start of Mass, the hymn would be sung, and then as the altar was incensed, incense going around the altar, the introit was sung. In years gone by, the introit was sung anyway at the start of Mass. It would be Latin passages from the Scriptures. And so the introits were known by the Latin first word of them. I'd like to start off with the introit for Low Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter, because that seems quite apt in Advent, doesn't it? As newborn babes, alleluia, desire ye the guileless milk of the word. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Sing we merrily unto God our helper. Make a cheerful noise unto the God of Jacob. Passage from the scriptures sung at the start of Mass. That's the English translation. What, on the other hand, is it in Latin? The first words of that. Anyone able to translate English into Latin at the drop of a hat? Well, that's today, John. I know it is. Yeah. We still rejoice. Well, it is, yeah, but low, low Sunday, as newborn babes, hallelujah. What is newborn babes in Latin? <laughs> Anyone? Quasimodo. And so that is Quasimodo Sunday. Yes. I know. And so we're not in Eastertide. We are in Advent. The third Sunday of Advent. So... Rejoice in ye in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, nor trouble, but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to be made known unto God. Rejoice ye in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Philippians 4. In the Latin, John. It is Gaudete. 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 Rejoice from the introit. Advent, like Lent, is a penitential season. Preparing, thinking about our lives, what we are trying to sort out. Today, Gaudete Sunday, rejoice from that introit, sometimes used in the epistle. Not this year, though, it's used at morning prayer, I noticed. Rejoice, the mood lifts. The fast is lifted. I noticed, posted on Facebook earlier today, a comment which expresses things so much better than I can, which end hard. <coughs> it is part of human nature that we cannot go on being penitent for a long time, or we sink into a settled and insecure gloom, rather than working at the definite and active spiritual exercise called penance. The church knows human nature, and both in Advent and Lent, there is a moment when the atmosphere of penance and preparation is brightened by a shaft of light 
from the glorious season we are preparing ourselves for. The third Sunday of Advent tells us, Gaudete, rejoice, because the Lord is near. Gaudete, rejoice. The colours lighten, the mood lifts. The darker purple of these candles makes way for a lighter purple. A lighter purple we know as rose. Like that rose candle, like this rose vestment, rose, not pink. <laughs> a lighter shade of purple, the mood lightens. That is why the rose vestments are being worn. That is why the rose candle is lit. Nothing to do with Mary, all to do with rejoice. A break in the penance. Rejoice, because Jesus is coming. As we are reminded in today's reading from Isaiah, waiting for generations and wondering, is, is this him? That was a people, that's a question for the people of Israel. Constantly, is the Messiah here? And also we see John asking that in the gospel reading, don't we? Is this the Messiah? Or are we waiting for someone else? And if, if we think John had recognised Jesus before either of them were even born. John leapt in his mother's womb when Mary, pregnant with Jesus, arrived. And then even so, suddenly, what do you mean? It's actually happened. I sort of knew in the back of my mind, I knew in my heart that it was going to happen. But wow, is this real? Do we ever wonder that ourselves? I actually it's natural to question isn't it it's natural even to doubt sometimes is this real is all that we've heard about Jesus true is Jesus really coming back was Jesus really born that first Christmas is Jesus really truly God and truly man John asks all these questions and look at Jesus response look what is happening look you can see for yourself can't you miracles Healings, just like Isaiah had prophesied. In fact, if you look at it, Jesus is effectively quoting Isaiah's prophecy. That's what you've been waiting for. That's what you've read about in the prophecy. And look, here it is. <coughs> yes, to answer your question, yes, this is real. Yes, I am the one you have been waiting for. And then Jesus says to the others, look. I'm sending a messenger to prepare the way before you. Get ready. Be prepared. Elsewhere in the Gospels, we hear Jesus quoting Isaiah. A voice cries out. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And in that translation, it's quite an interesting place for a full stop. Not a voice cries out in the wilderness, full stop or comma, prepare the way of the Lord. A voice cries out, full stop, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord in the places which have not yet heard it, which have not yet seen it. In all places, not just a few, prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare. Get ready. Rejoice. Get ready for Christmas. 
get ready to celebrate the birth of God among us. God made man Emmanuel. Also, as we are reminded in the epistle to James today, get ready for Jesus' return. And we hear in James, don't we? Be patient. Anyone here good at being patient? Anyone? I'm not. I'm hopeless at it. I want everything done immediately. How much trouble does that get me in sometimes? We know about God's time. We know God works outside of our understanding of time and space. But at the same time, we want to say to God, hurry up. Look, if you're going to do it, just get on with it, will you? Like now or even better, yesterday. Hurry up. But we're reminded in the epistle, be patient. No matter what it might feel like at times, and don't I know it myself. God is working through our human situations, through a context in which we live and move and have our being. At times we might not see it for ourselves at the time. On the other hand, when we look back at what's happened, how we've got to the point we get to, whether now or maybe in a year's time looking back, oh yeah, God was at work somewhere there, wasn't he? We might not have realised it at the time, but God is there. Be patient. Get ready. Again, to quote that thing I said earlier from Facebook. It is part of human nature that we cannot go on being penitent for a long time. Or we sink into a settled and insecure, insecure gloom rather than working at the definite and active spiritual exercise called penance. The church knows human nature, and both in Advent and Lent, there is a moment where the atmosphere of penance and preparation is brightened by a shaft of light from the glorious season we are preparing ourselves for. The third Sunday of Advent tells us, Gaudete, rejoice, because the Lord is near. Amen.